social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, you can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It is Monday. It is Christmas week. And this portion of our program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, Rhode Island's number one garden center. They want to thank all their loyal and new customers making this year the best year ever. Now, listen, they're open all week until Christmas Eve. And they have potted live trees, custom handmade wreaths, 10 inch, 60 inches in size. They have swag and mistletoe hanging baskets beautiful custom-made birdhouses that makes a great gift how about custom-made sleighs from a local artist cut greens roping decorative pots cemetery baskets christmas crafts gift certificates they're open every day until christmas Eve. look for them on facebook it's pr landscape materials and garden center folks local family-run business steve and debbie jr and byron again they want to thank all of their new and loyal customers and wish everyone a very very merry christmas happy new year and a safe holiday season well today is the first day of the governor mckee mask mandate you know i'm curious it's i'm curious channel 10 is putting out temporary ma- well you don't know that i mean we've been hearing that for quite some time that all this stuff is temporary and i want to reiterate uh the problem i see with this the number one obviously the virus right now seemingly is exploding um a couple things about this number one my main concern is just whenever we are an outlier compared to Connecticut and Massachusetts. It's very unfair to businesses to have to be at a disadvantage. That's number one. Uh, number two, you know, there's a good piece in the Wall Street Journal that Arkansas, what are they going to do with so much of that COVID money? They're going to lower their tax rate. You know, when you think about that, the sales tax in Rhode Island is too high. It should be lowered. It could That money could cover it, you know, till everything kind of gets up to speed. And that would impact everyone. It would be a fair benefit to all the taxpayers and consumers if it was done across the board. Of course, they're not going to do that because that would make too much sense. But l- l- let me also um, just say this, folks. Th- this I want to be very clear. Here's the part that people don't understand. It's all, and I, I don't know if people are ever going to understand it actually. But it's all about the hospitals. It's all about the hospitals. Whoever listing right now um it's it's not a matter of whether or not if you get the new variant or get the virus um it 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 can't be you know so and so got it but the good news is they didn't die it's it's all i i think so many people don't get it it's all about the hospitals what this does that is different than than everything else our hospital system has not been overrun because of overdoses and because of fentanyl it's a problem but it hasn't overrun our our hospitals, healthcare facility. Um, different people were saying, you know, more people die from prostate cancer. Prostate cancer, whatever we want to call them, victims, people that have it, they're not overrunning our healthcare system. This is highly contagious. Right now, according to the Boston Globe, the Rhode Island healthcare system is on the verge of collapse. The next six weeks is really going to be crucial. Crucial. So there have been a number of mistakes. I don't think Governor McKee has been focused on what they, he and Dr. Scott took their eye off the ball. As I've said, and folks, you can read on the website, topedro.com, I don't think she should still be the director, uh, head of the Rhode Island Department of Health. This has been too much. I think he could use fresh set of eyes. Uh, this is going, this will be the third March that she's been dealing with the pandemic. I think she's burnt out. I think they could uh someone else give someone else a chance for some leadership during this but the governor has decided not to do that the governor is saying that the mask mandate goes into effect but you almost kind of read the tea leaves that he's almost hinting like it really won't be enforced that strong but that doesn't help a lot of businesses are putting signs up either mask or you have to show that you're vaccinated and that's up to them uh if you're in a business and you don't believe that i i would just try to go along and do your business meaning you know, I, I just try to operate as effectively as you can. Um, people are frustrated. 
the the testing has really fallen off in Rhode Island, meaning the ability to get people's test results back. That is a failure of government. I, I think the Rhode Island Department of Health has fallen short. You know, they were too busy patting themselves on the back and taking vows. It also doesn't square. The Governor McKee is always telling us that the state is number one in vaccinations. If that's the case, then why is there a problem? Instead of being distracted by these people pretending and playing homeless on the front steps of the state house, uh, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee would be wise, keep his eye on the ball, stay focused on something that's really important, and that would be to make sure that the healthcare system is going well. Back in October, remember it was October 1st, he put his mandate in place that if the health frontline workers, healthcare workers were not vaccinated, they lost their job. Now they were never replaced, and we have a, a shortage on the front lines. That was another misstep. Um, the next six, six weeks are, are going to be very interesting. Folks, again, I encourage you to uh, shop, support your local business. We can't go under bunker mentality. It's not going to serve anyone well. We're going to cover that in, in, uh, in a lot more. Folks, uh, all ahead with the John DePietro Show. Heating season is here. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity System. Energy-efficient, quiet, and more affordable than you think. If you're saying no gas, guess what? No problem. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a high-efficiency heat pump system, including ductless splits. Heats in the winter, cools in the summer. These units are so efficient, it can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. They have the highest rebates in the market, and they also do new installation replacement of high-efficiency gas boilers. J.K.L. Carrier Factory Authorized Dealer, licensed, by the way, in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts for 55 years. J.K.L.'s reputation, second to none. Call J.K.L. Engineering today. Replacements, whether it's for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call J.K.L. 401-351-7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. This winter, you can depend on J.K.L. Engineering. 401-351-7600, licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401 521 0200 401-521-0200 henry oil serving most rhode island and southeastern mass automatic delivery budget plans service contracts lock and cap pricing you can depend on henry oil call them today 401-521-0200 reliable affordable fuel oil delivery fuel fuel oil diesel gasoline delivery residential and commercial it's henry oil Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Remember, online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil. Sting to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. It's time for our segment, Politics This Week. Joining me, he's the managing editor for AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, let's start with it right out of the box. Governor McKee, as a result of uh, his announcement last <clears throat> last week, uh, Monday, it is now Mask Mandate Monday, and Rhode Island is an outlier this is different than what Massachusetts is doing, what Connecticut is doing, obviously affects, uh, really affects businesses that may be uh, right along the border. I'd like to start off and hear your thoughts on uh, Governor McKee introducing this mask mandate. Well, I, I think it's really just management theater uh, designed basically to allow a politician to, to force other people to and say he's doing something about the problem. I think the mandate itself especially for smaller business under 250 uh, 
is it capacity of 250 people or if they don't have retail fronts or just a, an office say where they can they have an option to either enforce a mask mandate or a vaccine mandate check id virus ids so to speak uh, that just really puts them in this terrible situation of having to enforce uh government edicts which is certain to trim down uh, well it's going to cost them staff time or trim down their their customer base or even anger and, and cause conflicts with customers while they're also managing uh, probably the Department of Health knocking on our doors and making sure they're, they're following the commands. It really puts businesses in a terrible position uh, without, you know, without necessarily doing any good. I mean, the, the people who are most likely to comply are going to be the ones who are most likely to be vaccinated and even boosted at this point, whereas the people who are most likely to need or to in the, from the governor's perspective, to need to mask up are going to avoid stores altogether or, or cause the conflicts and push back. And I think he's really I think he's really overplayed his hand on this one. And it's going to do some damage to him, but more importantly, to the, the economy and businesses in Rhode Island. You know, Justin, it's um, <clears throat> already, you know, anyone that was out this weekend, there's a lot of people wearing masks. Um, people have learned about it. People can implement, you know, their own thoughts on it, regardless whether vaccinated or not. There are people that are, are just going to do it when they're hearing that, you know, this new virus is very contagious and it's out there. And and uh, in, and again, anyone that's ever been in line or somewhere where there's someone coughing behind you, it, it certainly is a uh, cause for concern, certainly an annoyance. But but why why did he have to go to the mandate? And, and again, I can't point out enough and stress enough where where we, we just can't afford to be an outlier when we're, you know, we have Connecticut on one side, Massachusetts on the other side. It's just, um, they're, they're very parochial in their thinking. They are. And I, I mean, I think the, the why is it's just reactive. The, the sort of people who the governor has to listen to, and, and I think the indications from this governor anyway, is he, he doesn't want to do this, which is why he delayed. And he actually took some heat for, for actually even thinking about the, the health of small businesses. But in, in our state, they, they really are, I don't know, pre- pushed, persuaded, pressured, something by by the sort of people who go on t- on Twitter and, and panic about people not wearing masks and and take for granted that masks must be a magic solution and it's an obvious thing and if you don't wear a mask or if the governor doesn't mandate it, he wants people to die and that that attitude is is un- unsettlingly strong in Rhode Island and and I think he's bending to that and so you get a foolish. Uh, policy that, that has no no connection to to the reality of our being a really one big border state. Um, and as as you say, people can easily and I've seen plenty of comments from folks just saying, "Okay, I'll go shop in Massachusetts then." And again, that's that's the people who, who would you know under the rule have to wear a mask probably because they haven't been vaccinated. The people who've been vaccinated, it does no good to mandate a vaccine or to mandate masks because they're vaccinated already. So the policy is just so ham-handed that it, I, it just comes from this pressure, I think, uh, he's feeling. And unfortunately, a lot of people applying the pressure are are the folks in the media, professional journalists and such, who just think this has to be done and write op-eds about it. Folks, again, our segment is politics this week. Justin, I think you've hit on two things uh, that are really square on. One is that's a good way to describe, I think, the McKee administration is reactionary, right? He, he totally seems reactionary. And the second one is the way he's going to be treated and perceived in the media when he announced this. If you notice, um, the reporters in the room, the, the people, there's there's no pushback on it. There's basically the media was, you know, commending him in a way for it. Um, <clears throat> he's not blind. He can tell that there's that you, you don't have a media that says, what about the business community? It's if anything, there was this, you know, uh, feeling, I, I think, from the local media of what's taking you so long. Like this yeah, should exactly. have been done a while ago. Um, it goes back to how, as I mentioned, a local reporter described you know she was she was in the store and looked behind her and there was a she was either in front or behind a celebrity and then it turned out to be dr scott when, when you have local media treating someone who again should be 
you know, factually uh, questioned and, and just um, uh, in, 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 an, in a role of journalism, questioning many of the decisions done. It, it's not going to happen if you regard that person incorrectly, by the way, as, quote, a local celebrity. Well, yeah, that's that's a bit of these where they think anybody who's on the news is a, is a celebrity. I do think uh, the, the position that Dr. Scott has has t- assumed in our in the whole conversation is part of the problem. I mean, you don't have one of the big problems. You don't have a, a parallel cabinet member, so to speak, saying taking up the other end. You don't have I don't know Stephen Pryor out there businesses because they're they're all kind of within this this bubble that's just panicked about covid and likes the idea of government mandating things so that's i mean that would be the ideal is if you had the governor with uh, you know somebody in the department of health advocating strongly for whatever would help the, the health system in rhode island uh according to her view and then if you had somebody on a business end and it Partly that we don't hire people out of the private sector. I mean, Stephen Pryor is another uh, think tank, progressive think tank type who's been in government for a long, long time. So you don't have somebody in there and you don't have strong chambers of commerce or things like that in Rhode Island really advocating and pushing the governor in that direction where he could then balance the advice he's getting. And I think that's that's the problem. It's just this uniform view, as you point out, throughout the media and the government uh, that whatever we want to ma- we want to mandate and that's why i've i've long been feeling that the bigger the their bigger concern is it's less about covid for them and the virus and more about just knowing that if something happens government can force people to do things i think that's that's really what it comes down to not only that justin but it also comes back to you know they've been so busy patting themselves on the back and all we've been hearing is you know Rhode Island is number 1 in vaccinations and shots and arms and then they have all this pile of money to spend through and and it just it doesn't gel there's no the like wait a minute governor mckee you were saying that we were number one and and you're giving you know three thousand dollar bonuses to the state workers to first to get it and then seemingly just getting it there's complaints about how long testing is taking um i heard from someone that was in the hospital was trying to get discharged they ran out of oxygen tanks. T- to me, they've been so busy, uh, you know, congratulating each other and patting each other on the back of what a great job they're doing. So to me, the announcement that we're going to be different than Mass and Connecticut, it, it doesn't gel with what they've been saying for the past few months. To me, if we've arrived at this point, I, I look at it as a failure on behalf of the Rhode Island Department of Health on the, on the messaging and and even Governor McKee, for that matter, you know, there's plenty of, of events, uh, even in as late as late November around Thanksgiving, he's posing indoors with people without a mask on. It just I, I understand people, you know, upset, saying, like, wait a minute, where did this come from? You said we were number one in the nation and, and, and doing great. And it's comical, Justin, as I was watching some of the Sunday shows you have. I so said the governor of Maryland saying, well, you know, we're number one in vaccinations. And then the governor of Colorado was on Meet the Press saying, well, as you know, Colorado's number one. So it's almost like they were all saying that they're number one. Right. Well, you know, I, you, you hit on a very important point with the, the idea of it being a failure. That's one thing I've been noticing every day a little more. And I, I just wrote about this on Rising. The one thing you're not seeing is criticism of the use of all this money. Right. You're, you're not seeing, OK, well, you're giving out three thousand dollar bonuses to state workers, whether or not they're vaccinated. Why couldn't that money be used to buy oxygen tanks or yeah. why couldn't that money be used to boost the pay of nurses so that and, and, and at the same time that the General Assembly, I don't know, comes back into session to alleviate some of the regulatory pressure on nurses for licensing so that nurses from other states will come here to work for a while while we're in a shortage because we offer so much money to them to come and make it easy for them. That's how they could solve the problem. But it's kind of like they they thought vaccination had solved the problem. And so was here was this unneeded billion dollars that they could spread around among their friends, among their special interests. Uh, and and now that the now now that there's been another surge of a, another variant, or whether it's whether it's Omicron or Delta or whatever, now that there's it's we haven't cured COVID, they're all 
they're all upset that this this money is out there that they thought was just going to be their play money and it might actually be needed for the purpose it was supposedly given for. And so what do they do? Instead of acknowledging that, you don't get the news media saying, hey, Governor, what about this money? Isn't there anything you could spend this money on to help the people of Rhode Island? You get stories in all the papers about how it's the unvaccinated. It's the unvaccinated are doing this. Well, maybe, but then that's your job to to manage as the government and the federal government just gave you a billion dollars to do it. That's but that's right. that's not even a conversation on the table is that this money should maybe go to managing a crisis in healthcare or in, with COVID in the state. You know, why don't why do you need to have businesses out there using their employees if you've got a billion dollars, you could pay people to if you really wanted to go around enforcing a mouse mandate, not to the businesses, but to the customers. I, why, I mean, that was, those are the kinds of things that you could maybe start to think of when you've got endless money, which they do at this point, but they have other intentions for that money and they're not to help the people of Rhode Island. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus for heating and cooling Call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401-885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com. Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359. And in Rhode Island, 401 401- 885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I want to stay with COVID just for a moment. You know, the Wall Street Journal has a piece. Arkansas, they have the big surplus. They're going to roll down their tax rate. Uh, that's something that I could certainly embrace because then that, if, if you, if Rhode Island were to reduce its tax rate, that affects everyone. That's equal across the board. Um, <clears throat> I want to come back to um, also how, you know, uh, we, you were just talking about reactionary. If you look the last two weeks, how many uh, briefings or how much time Governor McKee has spent talking about the homeless situation because his rivals, Matt Brown and the co-op pack, were sleeping out of the state house, they're under the, this illusion that the entire state is worried about 229 people that, that, that are homeless and these press briefings and more money and Pawtucket Hospital and so forth. Talk about reactionary. You go anywhere. No one. It's not that, you know, people aren't concerned about it, but it's just not the top priority. To me, I see him as completely reactionary because he took the bait. Those people camped out at the state house. He had to go buy them. The media, by the way, kept giving them coverage. And then suddenly it, it just so distorted what his focus should have been, which was instead of one dollar scratch tickets. You know, there's a story in the Boston Globe that Rhode Island's health care is basically collapsing. You have the shortage that no one will ask about the fact that they, you know, October 1st were so uh, cocky and they had all those health care workers leave because of the mandate. I, I think this the past few months have been completely mismanaged by Governor McKee and Dr. Scott. They have. And I uh, mm. under a lot of pressure and agreement, unfortunately, by the by our entire Rhode Island elite uh, in the media and elsewhere. Um, but I, th- I think you're, you're exactly on with the with the the what do you call it sleep out Rhode Island um, oh my god the, the, I mean this was a it was a very from the perspective of the political co-op, left-wingers it was very successful i mean they went yes. there they made it a major issue they they got at least people to act like it was a big issue as a voter personally i'm not particularly impressed i don't want i don't want to elect somebody who knows how to be an activist and get other people to take action i'd rather have somebody who has some kind 
philosophy and, and solutions to offer rather than just make people do stuff. That's too often the progressive solution. Just do something and that'll cure it. And it's often what you, the government does is worse. Uh, but I, so I think among all the things McKee mismanaged was this particular situation. He could easily have taken action behind the scenes and then just quietly said, oh, no, we're taking care of that. Those people are nuts. Uh, while also spending his, his visible time managing a healthcare crisis. I think that would have been a much better political play on his point. But again, it's and it's not entirely his, it's his fault. A lot of it is how Rhode Island operates. You just have this where this this fever sweeps through all these people and they all hang each out. They all are very impressed with each other, as you noted before, your local celebrity in line with me. Um, what that reporter was really thinking was, look at us two local celebrities in line yes, together. That's, um, right. that's the that's the way Rhode Island operates. And that's part of the problem is you just, you just get this group think. Um, and they, they, it really is group think, especially after in 2018, I don't know if it was Donald Trump or just the progressive surge. A lot of new, the news media in Rhode Island gave themselves permission to, to really narrow the range of acceptable discourse and uh, people who were worth listening to. And so you get this, this fever spread through this small group of people and they just change the topic to whatever interests them. And frankly, I think, I think we're all getting a pretty good lesson, uh, hopefully not too late in how socialism really causes problems because when a small group of people is making decisions, they can get distracted. They, they're focused on the wrong things and then they don't address the problems like a situation where you have uh, emergency room doctors warning that we're about to have the worst crisis that anybody's ever seen in the United States medical mm. system. I mean, that's the kind of language they're using. That seems to me like that might be where the focus should be and not just blaming unvaccinated people, but actually saying, what is government doing wrong to create this situation? And I, I think we, we really all ought to be looking into that. Folks, our segment is politics this week with me is Justin Katz. Justin, two other questions on this. Uh, number one, what did you think of the local Republican response to Governor McKee with the mask mandate? And I want to be very clear with people that are listening. My problem with it is when you veer off and you're going to, we're going to be different than Massachusetts and Connecticut, my first thought is that gives a competitive advantage to businesses over the line. What, what do you also make of the fact, how about complete silence from the Providence Chamber of Commerce? Uh, boy, you'd never even know that you have uh, an organization that's supposed to be looking out for the business community and complete silence on on something like that, where the governor instituting this mask mandate. Well, you know, about a decade ago, it, it really came home to me because I was spending a lot of time at these at hearings and meetings and going to these events that they all go to where they talk about the economy and so on. And it really struck home for me at that time that these these business groups, and, and it's not just business, it's any kind of group that purports to represent a group of Rhode Islanders in some capacity, uh, you know, like a, like a chamber of commerce purports to do for businesses or small businesses or hospitality. It really occurred to me that they're not there to figure out what those groups want and then go to the government and force that interest to be part of the conversation. They are there to take what the government wants to do and sell that to the constituency so cool. that the government is where their money comes from, where they're, what they rely on. A lot of them have set up like education nonprofits and stuff that get big government grants. Uh, that's the scare. And so we, we allowed during relatively safe and good times, we allowed those folks to become part of this insider class. So it doesn't surprise me because they, that they've got really nothing to say because they know who they're representing. And if they were to turn around, I mean, you asked about the state GOP there. I mean, some regards, they, their statement has been stronger than I would have expected talking about yeah. civil disobedience. And uh, if, if the Chamber of Commerce types were to turn around and take that sort of really strong stance, they'd be written out of the insider groups. You know, WPRI would start calling would be on newsmakers for example they would be they would be put in the deplorable trump mega camp uh, and they don't want that they want to stay on the gravy train and so they're not going to push where it needs to be pushed and i think that's where the the state gop is is you know good for them for for standing up a little bit more although on their part i'd i'd kind of like them to start rather than just saying civil disobedience to start saying and blake flippy had a good uh, I get on Twitter a good thread talking about here's why what the governor did was was un uh, was unlawful with this mask mm. mandate or extending the uh, emergency. 
they need to be offering that. Here are the policies that need to be changed. Here are the rights that are being violated. And here's how we'll do it. They're headed in that direction. But I, I think it could be a little stronger there. What do you make of the fact of uh, that Dr. Scott, unelected official head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, she's actually going to be the one, in, uh, according to the Governor McKee order, in charge of the COVID task force. Um, this is someone who, to me, Justin, has proven, and again, all the respects to Dr. Scott, but definitely an activist, attended a lot of the BLM protests, always talking about the poor people of Providence and Central Falls. I, I would, uh, I, I'd be very leery. I'm shocked that that's the person in charge of the COVID task force who could make life very difficult for the, for the private sector. Right. And, and that's, I mean, that's a little bit of going back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. The, the Department of Health has a specific mission, and you would expect the leader of that department to, to have a particular point of view and, uh, and take us, put things in a certain list of priorities. And that's, that's good. That's how departments should work. The problem is you don't have any balance. I mean, why not, why not pass this off to, uh, I forget if it's a department or division, but business regulation, right? Or, or labor and training even, right? Just, just some other group that's say, okay, you and you we're going with this dumb policy of mm. mandating masks and forcing businesses to enforce it among their people. But you, you take the lead on enforcing this. Uh, maybe they'd be a little bit less inclined to say, okay, we're going to be issuing $500 fines. If we catch you without uh, employees, you don't have harassing customers for vaccination cards. They didn't bring with them. You know, that instead of looking for that, maybe the business regulation would look at something. How can we actually make this work? So I, th I think we've, we've just gotten to where we're, we're taking a, this, this emergency in a category of healthcare and we're saying, okay, Department of Health, you take care of it. And that's not really how it ought to work. Frankly, it goes to why we shouldn't be using emergency orders to, to, uh, to, to manage a long-term crisis because you need all these perspectives coming together. Uh, and that's, that's if you're going to do something dumb like a mask mandate. Folks, another quick break, a lot more politics this week with Justin Katz, managing editor, anchorising.com right here on the John DePietro show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident, someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident... Drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender banner, even a nearly totaled vehicle. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best. And if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401 272 West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired. 401 272 3340. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale. 65% off until Christmas Eve. Sale includes diamonds, diamond engagement rings, diamond earrings, diamond wedding bands, diamond pendants, and bracelets. All at 65% off. All wedding bands, rope, Figaro, Miami Cuban, and puffed Gucci chains. Along with crosses and diamond crosses at 65% off. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free finance. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway. How do you know it's Brothers Disposal? Because it's a purple dumpster. Look for them on Facebook and give them a call for an estimate. 401-688-0517. Get a dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're cleaning out your basement, your garage, unwanted belongings. Maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out. Clean it out with Brothers Disposal. They're also now offering weekly trash collection services. Call Brother Roland today at Brothers Disposal, 401 401- 
688-0517. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, uh, I want to uh, touch on some of the other topics that are in the news, starting with just what are your thoughts on members of the media? There is a doctor from Brown University. He's been outspoken. He's questioned uh, some of the mandates. He's questioned, if anything, he's just been opposition to some of the things coming out of the Rhode Island Department of Health. It's one thing for media to disagree, but what, what do you make of that? As you and I were both watching, it was a concerted effort on social media to completely demean the guy, uh, get all their allies against the guy, and basically ostracize him for, for basically just it's, it's just because he was offering a different, a different medical opinion than what's being said. Well, I don't know. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to be a, a little bit contrarian here. Go I ahead. think uh, Dr. Boston. I think he's done a lot more harm than good. I think he's he's taken a very important role and he does offer an important alternative view, but he's taken that and he is so aggressive and has been from day one since he got into the public sphere. He's obviously so enjoying the spotlight uh, that he he just wants to be that fighting guy. And he, he's he's very insulting to everybody. He's he. he I mean, he blocked me in April or May because I questioned something he had he, his wow. analysis of a of a uh, of a, a study out of Israel. Like he he had misinterpreted something really terribly, and I kind of was just pointing out that I think you're wrong here. And he blocked me on Twitter and called me names. Uh, wow. said uh, he actually said I was too stupid to analyze his work. So oh, boy, you know, I, I was I, unaware I, of that. Obviously. I'm not on his side on this. No, uh, I think I think it's it's really a shame that that actually folks on our side generally have, have given him a platform uh, because he, he does bring some, he, a lot of the times, if I look at his this research he's referring to, those are very helpful, but his whole presentation is just opens up, a, a opens him up for this. And I, I think it's a mistake. People have relied on him for, for court appearances and, and at, at hearings and stuff. And I, I think that's all been a mistake. So I kind of I, I kind of sympathize with the news media on this. I, I don't know that they've targeted him so much as just finally said, OK, enough with you. Uh, that, that's uh, kind of my perspective. The, the, the former mayor of Central Falls, James Fios, has announced he's running for general treasurer. Uh, no real financial background. He wanted to be the lieutenant governor, didn't get it. So far, he's the only announced candidate. What do you think of uh, James Diosa now running for general treasurer? Well, you know, I, a case could be made that a mayor uh, is, is qualified to be general treasurer. Although then I look at, you know, he, one of his claims was he helped to resolve the problem of Central Falls pension system. But what he did was he pushed it up to the state. Okay, well, if that was your solution as the mayor, what are you going to do as a general treasurer when right. you have solve the solution and there's nobody are you going to try to push it on to the federal government how does that work uh but to me i mean even in the field of all the candidates we're, we're seeing for this position but there's senator pearson representative abney seven prior commerce secretary and and former mayor alan fung i i feel like we're we're kind of losing the storyline of what these these jobs are supposed to do i mean where are the private sector business people who, yeah. who financial background and understand this and i said all right i've i've made my money and i'm just going to now move into public sector to help out and and try to make things work a little better you, you just don't get that and i it makes me think also of uh, what we're seeing with the biden administration specifically strongly but generally uh, especially among democrat administrations it's almost like these positions are just political holding spots so, yep. so i mean you look at raimondo commerce secretary well, where'd yeah. that come from or or you look at uh what's his name Buttigieg, Buttigieg, uh for transportation what's that got? where did that come from right. it just feels like a lot of these positions whether they're appointed or elected in this case um or you look at uh the secretary of state race as well the uh the for the school teacher there running for secretary of state that's right what what is the what is the story here is this are these positions is general treasurer a job we're supposed to be doing a particular function for the people of rhode island or is it just a, another place to go a, a, 
a political position? Should I move to this spot on the board? And how will that position me to run for governor or, or Senate or whatever? I just, I think we're, we're going way too far into that range where these are no longer jobs that people are doing, but political stepping stones. Uh, there was a, uh, a nationwide kind of viral hoax on TikTok about school threats. Uh, it definitely made its way into Rhode Island, but in Barrington, they had a situation where somebody scribbled something in the girls' bathroom, and as a result of it, they're actually going distance learning instead of in person. The principal was holding the line for a while, but I was taken aback, and, uh, and it was actually Channel 12 had these students on, and they were crying, saying, I don't want to die, and I don't want to just be a hashtag, and I can't focus because uh, I can't even concentrate in school because I don't want to die. I don't want to get shot. I only want to class those windows. Justin, to me, it just it was the definition of like panic run amok and um, just this irrational fear that uh, unless there's some part of the story that we don't know, you know, there, there was no student caught or ammunition or a car out in the parking lot that had ammunition and weapons and so forth. It, it, it all just stemmed from somebody, some student or someone scribbled something just in the in the girls restroom and now they've they've actually caved to it and they're doing distance learning because of it yeah I, you know this to me there there are three real things pieces to this one is just this this fear it feels a lot almost like the covid thing right you get yeah. these countdowns one school shooting one kid arrested it's happening all over the country it's a nationwide trend and you get the stories and it feels like a big wave but you have to wonder you know were, were kids not scrolling kids have been scrolling these things on bathroom walls since i was in high school you right know, it's, it's not it's not new what's new is that it become well first social media but also that the news media is making it a national nationwide it sensation is. so that's one part the second part is i i wonder where the adults are the the there's no there's no and this goes for government too and mckee and so on there's nobody willing to step in and say you know what i'm gonna manage the risk here i'll take the risk that i'm wrong and something bad will happen but i think we need to balance our be adults and balance our fear with reality and i think one big indication of this in an article I wrote on Anchor Rising a couple weeks ago, comparing uh, Oxford, Michigan with Coventry. So now Oxford, Michigan is where the kid, the kid shot up the school after yep. having been brought to the office, perhaps with the gun in his bag and right. his parents and the school just said, okay, well, go back to class. You, you know, and that, and so you've got that one where they just completely missed it. And around the same time in Coventry, a teacher overheard a kid say something about a gun in a hall. And so he had lockdowns. The kid was arrested, you know, the, the kids were held until the you know they could be cleared hours later after school was supposed to end and that was just this irresponsible panic and the fact that you've got these two extremes shows there's nobody actually using common sense and trying to understand what's going on they're just reacting and the third piece of it is as you said the the kids in barrington with their petitions and the activism um the the part of it was you know maybe they were genuinely stoked to fear by the by the environment we live in right now but part of it i too is i think this idea that kids feel like well i need to be an activist and i need to yes. I, I need to get a petition going and get on television and, and advocate for us to be home and i think that's that's another whole issue we're seeing with project-based civics education which unfortunately the state gop also backed but you know where we're, we're actually telling kids this is appropriate and it, it relates to places in say providence where they're where they're actually training kids to be activists um, that i think is another unhealthy part of this and it's all culminating in this this really childish reaction that's that's not healthy either when you catch a shooter or not catch a shooter uh, or catch somebody who's not a shooter I think we're all of those come together for a very bad reaction. Folks, he is the managing editor, anchorising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, great job as always. Merry Christmas, and we will talk to you again. Merry Christmas to you and all your listeners. To check out our website, dipetro.com. Dipetro.com, which is sponsored by and brought to you by the Centerdale Revival Comfort Food and Cocktails, located 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. Shane and his crew, what a wonderful job they've done. Winner of several Rhode Island Best of Awards, Best of Rhode Island Awards. The Senadale Revival. Delicious food, cocktails, a lot of fun. Stop it and see them. 2025 Smith Street in North Providence. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Folks, joining us right now, as much as people think of 
the holidays and Christmas and all the excitement and a new year that it could bring on. Uh, people think that they should be happy. It actually can, uh, there's people dealing with some very difficult feelings and there's been an epidemic of, uh, of grown men and middle-aged men taking their own life. And Dr. Rob, who specializes in this, and Dr. Rob, I think one of the first things is it's family members or maybe people see someone at a holiday party or just know of someone and they they want to reach out and, and find out just how someone is, is doing mentally during the holidays. Yeah, it, it's pretty common for some, some people to be really distressed at this time. And the most important thing you can do is to let somebody know you care. Just to say, hey, it seems like you're really struggling. Is there something I can help you with? Uh, would you like to talk about things? Um, let's sit down in a quiet place and, and just have some time together and, and try to see what's, what's happening here. Um, so that's, that's really important. Your expression of caring can restore hope to people who are feeling pretty hopeless sometimes. So very it- important. And folks, this leads to this website that Dr. Rob's going to direct people to. We've been doing this now over several months. We're going to continue into the new year. And uh, it's it's mantherapy.org. And Dr. Rob, you know, again, as I said, people see, oh, I, I should be happy. And they see the lights and Christmas. But this time of year and a new year, it, it can emote, uh, bring up a lot of past memories. Uh, you know, people even refer to it as ghosts of Christmas past. We remembered when you were a child and then you think of, Maybe there are people that are no longer with us. And, and for varying different reasons, it, it can actually be a very difficult time for people mentally. It, it can be. And uh, middle-aged men particularly in general are, are very resistant to seeking help sometimes. And there's a certain stigma about going to see a therapist or going to even see your own doctor sometimes. Um, so one of the resources that people need to know about is this uh, web, website called mantherapy.org. Or you can just anonymously go to the website and check out your own mental health status. That's what's called a 20-point head inspection that helps a guy figure out, am I just being stressed or are they really suffering from depression or, or some other mental uh, health challenge? Um, and there's lots of resources listed on there, too. It, it, in the first place, it's a very humorous uh, site with lots of funny videos, but there's also some really valuable resources available there, too. And again, you don't have to face the stigma of uh, seeing somebody going into a, a therapist's office or something. So just go to the website, go to the website of mantherapy.org and, and check it out. It's really a lot of value there. Folks, we speak with Dr. Rob. And Dr. Rob, not only that, but because there is a website and there's a link, people could either send it through text message, they could send an email, I received a nice email from this woman that hadn't seen a brother in a while, talked to him, did not sound good, did not sound like himself. And after our conversation, she she just sent him the, the email. She didn't have to talk about it. She just sent him the email and the link. And then uh, and it, it turned out that, that there was something much deeper that's going on. So um, that is one portion of this. And Dr. Rob, you've also been so good and such a leader on leading people. People think about taking a CPR course, but there's even a course that people can take to look for warning signs when there's someone who has kind of lost their way. Yeah, this course is called QPR, which stands for Question, Persuade, and Refer. And it basically teaches any any adult citizen how to recognize that a warning sign that someone might be thinking about suicide. And then it uh, helps them to be able to answer the question directly. Uh, are you thinking about taking your life? Or are you thinking about suicide? And then let me help persuade them to let you help them get some help, uh, just as a friend or a neighbor or a coworker not a professional, but just somebody who cares about them, and then to refer them appropriately. Uh, it's important to realize that not everybody who might be thinking about suicide needs to go to the emergency room. Not everybody needs 911 called. Uh, so this teaches you how to do this. It gives you some real tools, and as I said, how to recognize first and how to respond that someone may be thinking about suicide. It's been, studies have shown it really saves lives. Folks, again, it's the website is mantherapy.org, and I want people to understand that this is the age group that this really focuses on is middle-aged men. There's been rampant. Uh, it's, it is an epidemic of uh, middle-aged men that have been taking their life. It doesn't have to be that way. So whether it's a spouse or a friend or a coworker, whoever it may be, mantherapy.org, we're going to continue our conversations with Dr. Rob into the new year. Dr. Rob, I want to thank you once again for your expertise, expertise, sensitivity in talking about it and dedication to it. You are literally 
saving lives. And thank you, thank you for agreeing to continue our conversations. Well, I'm delighted to, John. I really appreciate all your support and help in this. It's the, I think it's a great service to the community. And thank you so much. Well, health continues to be an important part of our daily lives. That's why you need to stop in and see the queen of health. It's Marie at It's My Health, because it's your health. But It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Look for her on Facebook. You can also call her at 401-305-3585. You know where she is, right in that very majestic old white church diagonally across from Davidport Restaurant. It's My Health. And inside, pop in. You'll see vitamins, herbal remedies from trusted companies who understand quality, integrity, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup, beef fresh gum. It's my health. 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Wait till you see the selection. Over 250 bulk herbs, teas, spices purchased by the ounce plus boxed herbs and teas plus hemp and CBD products. Stop in natural skincare products, hair care products. It's my health, because it's your health. Stop it and see Marie, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. It's always Christmas at Anthony's Jewelers. 65% off the entire store. It's a once-in-a-lifetime sale never done before. 65% off until Christmas Eve. One-year interest-free financing. Anthony's Jewelers, where Rhode Island gets engaged. Portion of the program brought to you by the Coesed Inn. Check them out on the website, depetro.com, the Coesed Inn, or Rhode Island tradition since 1977, located 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. Whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge, whether a nice dinner or even just appetizers, there's always a great crowd. You can link directly to them, and gift certificates are available. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Remember, you can always listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Now, while you're there, uh, there's a lot of exclusive stories. Folks, we cover stories the rest of the media ignores. It's real news, whether it's video that we're out at a crime or a protest or various things that are happening, plus other exclusive stories that we break log on at the website that's also the best way to reach me by the way if you'd like to get in touch with me just scroll down a little bit you'll see a a button that says contact john you can also support the program you you can also get some great merchandise in the shop right there at dipetro.com and it's all our links to social media whether it's facebook so you can watch facebook live or also twitter or youtube or instagram so take a minute, and then also we have some great sponsors there as well. It is a happening. Check it each day. It's depetro.com. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Folks, they're located 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. Easy to get to right off of Silver Spring Street, right off of 95. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron and Melissa, everything is baked fresh, and especially this time of year, they have delicious Christmas cookies, Christmas baskets, Christmas everything at ron's pastry gourmet delicious calzones everything fresh stop and see them look for them on facebook and their hours are tuesday through friday 7 a.m to 2 p.m ron's pastry gourmet ron and melissa delicious christmas baskets and delicious christmas cookies and treats plus the most delicious calzones and also cannolis ron's pastry gourmet stop it and see them 170 royal little drive in providence look for them on facebook for directions and hours that they're open it's christmas time at ron's pastry gourmet it's always christmas at anthony's jewelers 65 percent off the entire store it's a once in a lifetime sale never done before 65 percent off until christmas eve one year interest free financing anthony's jewelers where rhode island gets engaged you're listening to the John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. Check out the website, dipetro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there, and that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, dot com.